welcome to the Cultivation Podcast. <laughs> you were going. <laughs> Wasn't Julia going? Yeah, oh, I, Julia. <laughs> Alexis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just needed the second. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Julia was literally like, uh, <gasps> and then you started. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cultivation Podcast. My name is Julia, and I am suffering from severe allergies today. Nice. <laughs> it's not nice. It's no, it sounds it's really bad. The worst. Yeah, it sucks. Have you no always get, have you always gotten allergies? Yeah, it's worse up here than it is in California. The pollen count has been pretty high, so you know. How do you track pollen count? <laughs> I I use an app. There's an app for it. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but <laughs> there's an app for the pollen count. <laughs> that is. That there's is. different types of pollen. There's tree pollen, grass oh. pollen. Yeah. And so some people have like allergies in some states, but they won't have them in other states because it's different pollen. Wow. You actually can stop getting allergies if you eat local mm-hmm. honey. Pretty cool. So what we're gonna do after this is, is we're gonna <laughs> find some local honey for Julia. Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, well, my name's Joel, um, <laughs> and luckily, thank the Lord, I've never suffered from allergies. Oh but, my goodness. you know, I might move somewhere and just have the worst allergies ever. So You know, I never yeah. suffered from allergies as a kid, but I think in the last, like, year or two, there's been some mornings I wake up, and I am just, like, uh, just a flood <laughs> of mucus. Ew. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, I don't, I, that's how I have to put it, because, like, it's just, it's so <laughs> weird, right? Like I, I don't know. It just it. Yeah, it's pretty. Maybe gross. the the pollen is evolving. Right, yeah. Maybe Where it's my guava we? tree. You have a guava tree. I do have a guava That's pretty tree. fire. It yeah, is very good. It has so much fruit. Sometimes. Well, well. Dang, what's your fire. name? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm what they call a Philip. No. Um, yeah, I'm Philip. You know, um, just thriving here. It's so cloudy today. I love it. It's so rainy. Me too. But it's not like hard rain. It's like mm. that sprinkle rain that you'd feel okay <laughs> with, like walking in the rain. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes I feel like I can go out walking right now and just be like, wow, my life is a movie. And mm-hmm. I'm just like super contemplative. Mm. Period. Walking through this neighborhoods of trees. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am not suffering from allergies, but I feel it. Sometimes, so we'll see. Yeah, so we're all just we're all just supporting Julia through these troubled yes, times. Yes, mm-hmm. it's I very troubled times. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So today we are going to talk about grace. <laughs> that was really good. We got the we got the soundboard and it's, it's popping off. <laughs> We had to use it at least once. I at know. least once. Because there's there's like a laugh track, there's a clapping audience, there's like the allergy. Yeah, so today we are going to talk about grace. And I was just telling everyone here earlier that this is such a uh, just a, a simple but also really complex topic because I mean, like many other topics and concepts that we come about, there, there's, there's a very easy way to grasp them. But then, you know, as we just get older and have more experiences, like 
all these nuances create so many different pathways and, and really um, complicate things. N- not in a bad way, I don't think, but you know, if we don't have an understanding of it, once it does get complicated, then I think it can, can be our downfall in, in some sense. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just grace upon yourself as well and re- as receiving grace. I feel like that's super essential to talk about. And I think it's also super difficult to talk about because receiving grace for yourself is at least a really tough thing to do because we are our worst critiques. Mm-hmm. Like we give we criticize ourselves more. Yeah. And it's really hard for that. Yeah, so today we kind of wanted to address grace from like three different lenses. So receiving grace from God, giving grace to others, and giving grace to ourselves. So starting with the first one, I guess as like a question to open up the conversation, what has your guys' experience been with in receiving grace from God? That's a good question. Wow, yeah. I, I mean, I think back to when I first experienced God and when I first responded to him, you know, and gave my life to him. Um, you know, obviously I don't think I really understood what grace even was before that. Um, I think I saw it, you know, cause I do think people can be gracious and maybe not even necessarily know that they're gracious. But when I stepped into sort of this newness with God, like I received grace in a lot of areas that I was like really struggling in, to be honest, like I was struggling with like anxiety and a lot of depression and stuff. And I'm not saying like the moment I met God or the moment I gave my life to God, like it went away. But I mean, I kid you not, like it was pretty darn close to that. Like, especially my anxiety. Like I was going from like literally being this walking like person with anxiety. And it felt like the day after I gave my life to Christ, like that anxiety was gone. I mean, I was still struggling, don't get me wrong. But I think that was kind of like my first, I sort of, sort of like a sign. I don't, I don't want to say sign, you know, but it was my first indication of like, oh man, like, like there is, like God is real, you know? Yeah, I think um, according to the amazing scholar called Google, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's a courteous, like, goodwill. It's like a courtesy. And thinking about receiving, like, a courtesy from God, I feel like there was a time in my life when I was just, like, like, God, like, kind of, where are you? And it was like I grew up in the church. I was raised from womb up, and I just <laughs> and I just remember, like, what is receiving grace from God? I knew what grace was, but, you know, like, we give, you know, like, I don't know, we give grace to other people so often, and I don't think we realize that God can give us grace and that mm. we are to receive that and we aren't to dictate whether we re- whether we deserve it or not because we think we're undeserving of it, but we are. Yeah. Um, but basically, I think for myself, when I received grace from God and when I knew it was God was when I went into my senior year of high school and I just remember just, It was a tough time in high school. Just I was like basically screaming at God, like, why this, why that? But um, I just remember receiving that grace and that hope because I believe like within that grace came hope. And yeah, 
that's kind of for me. Yeah, I think in my kind of experience with receiving grace from God, it's looked like me expecting like this harsh punishment and like Mm -hmm. just like kind of expecting the worst from God in a way. And even in just like relationships with other people or even in times when I am just at a loss and I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say at all. And I just sit in... Just like, God, like, what do you want from me in this moment? That I just always have this expectation that it's going to be bad or it's going to be like something I am going to be scared of. But I think the grace that I receive from God has always just been shocking. Yeah. And like how it's been given to me of so many things in my life have told me to expect the worst, but God always is the best. You know, like, to, yeah. it's like, you know, so obvious i think but it's was so transformative to me and it still is transforming me in my walk with god when i just allow him to be him and just taking away my expectations and allowing god to just love me in his like gracious all-powerful love and it's like the best love i could ever have right that's good yeah along the same line is what you're saying I think that when I think of receiving God's grace it's like such a it like covers everything and to think about how that grace can cover everything it's it's kind of hard to conceptualize I mean I think it's impossible to fully (laughs) conceptualize that Mm -hmm. idea yeah but to think that I'm one of those things or people that are covered by that grace that's hard to try and wrap my mind around or mm-hmm. let myself receive because I mean, God, his, his grace is like abundant and it's always giving, but to let myself believe that I can also receive that grace has been something that, you know, I, I would beat myself up over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why would I let myself live in that grace so I think like receiving grace living in that grace um it's not just a one-time thing excuse me it's not just a one-time thing but it's something that we experience every day and I think that while it's such a simple concept to cognitive cognitively think of letting God's grace sink into our heart and letting us experience that is, it's so difficult mm-hmm. to let, let us, I don't know if you guys feel the same. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, and just what do you guys think? Like, what, what stops people and, you know, myself, especially included, from receiving that grace? Um, I personally think it's ourselves. I think no matter how many times we experience God's grace and God's hope and love, that we feel so undeserving no matter like whatever we do I feel like we tear ourselves down more than more than anything Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's stopping us from fully accepting God's grace and God's love and God's acceptance because I just feel like we feel as though we don't deserve it but in reality God says we do and God's love for us is so powerful and it overlooks 
everything that we've done in our life. And yeah, I just feel like it's ourselves. Yeah. Mm, I think for me and kind of like a different lens, it's always been like my past experiences, like with people uh, growing up, my mom would always call me the boy of joy. Cause I was just like <laughs> the happiest person on the planet. And I remember like right when I entered high school, I was like everything but the boy of joy. Like I was cynical. I was like sad all the time. I was like mean. I was just like not a good person. And then like coming back into a relationship with God and really allowing God to break those things in my life, I think has been a journey that I'm very much still on and allowing God to, or like, I guess even allowing myself to walk in grace and allowing God to take away these lies that have been like put over my life Mm -hmm. of like, you're not deserving, you're, you are what you've done, you know, like all these just lies that consume us, Mm -hmm. but allowing God's grace to be what consumes me, I think has been kind of my goal these past like I don't even know like four or five years and so really like it's like walking in that grace it's not just it's not just like the acceptance of grace and then living a great life and everything's like flower fields (laughs) but it's actually walking in that like constant awareness that God's grace is like abounding in every single part of my life because you know it's really easy to have like a camp experience or this like really dramatic mm-hmm. moment with God and like feel so empowered. And then you go home and you like are laying in your bed at night and it just like everything kind of begins to like creep back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like allowing God to be that center and be like that covering and like allowing God to s- like stop those things from coming in. I think that's kind of been my, my walk with grace. And so it's just like allowing those past experiences to stop having that power. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for me, I think that the thing that stops me from fully immersing myself into a life of grace is the fear of being fully seen or fully known, wow. um, even by God. Um, because if, if, you're, if I'm fully seen and fully known, that's a very vulnerable place to be yeah. yeah, um, and a very scary place to be. And while cognitively, like I can understand that like God, he will never forsake me. He will never mm-hmm. shame me. Um, it's kind of, it's the, the lie of if you see me and know me, will you leave me or will you um, forget me? Um, and so, I think that's the lie that I think I can let myself linger in. Mm. Um, but grace, it's the exact opposite of those lies. And so yeah. having to combat that, um, it's a difficult task to under undergo, but mm-hmm. um, it's life-changing and it has been life-changing. I know that God, he sees me and he wants me and he forgives me. And I'm not alone. Um, and that's all because of grace. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It reminded me, you know, of, of the fall in Genesis 3, right? You know, you have the moment that Adam and Eve realize that they're naked and shame-filled 
right? And they, they run away from God, they hide from him, and God's just like, where are you guys? You know? And at the end of that story, we, I mean, we really see God clothing them, you know? And I feel like that's probably the first time that we see God's grace in, you know, the whole story. Um, but I want to take it a little different direction right now because, you know, as Christians, you know, as people who have a relationship with God, you know, this concept of grace, I mean, we, we are constantly undergoing, you know, new levels of our understanding and our experience with it. But um, how do you think, you know, people who do not have a relationship with God experience grace? Wow. Yeah, I think that's, that's a big um, concept to try to decipher um, in a 45-minute 40, <laughs> <laughs> conversation. Right. But I think that just from my perspective in relationship with God, um, understanding that he is like so much bigger than we can ever, ever comprehend and his ways are better. Mm-hmm. Um, and his ways are sometimes ways that we don't understand. And so while people who are actively engaging in relationship with God have maybe more of an understanding of what grace can look like, I think right. that um, God God loves all people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that, yeah, that's difficult. But I think that, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard. And I was, the reason why I asked that is because, you know, I just started to realize, you know, I wonder if anyone who is listening doesn't necessarily believe in God or, you know, doesn't have a relationship with them, what they would think about, like, when it comes to this concept. Because for us, we're so involved in this concept because this this is, you know, by by grace and faith, we are saved, right? You know, like, Jesus died for all of us. And that, that is the most loving, gracious act that we could, we could ever experience. But I was beginning to think, I think last night or a few days ago, that even we can experience God through so much in this world, mm-hmm. through people, through the nature, through, yeah. through whatever, yeah. right? And even if someone doesn't necessarily have that connection with God, like they're still made in God's image. And there's, there's still the goodness out there in people and in creation and all that. And so I just wonder, you know, what it's like to, to receive grace from people, right? Because even people who don't know God, especially like, and especially people who do know God, right? I mean, it's really like no difference because we're all the same. We're all made in God's image. And I do think that there are a lot of people out there who, who give grace, because we're just all coming back to the image of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to think about that for a second. I don't know. You guys have anything else? Yeah, I mean, I, I have definitely had experiences with people who, like, would keep the last thing that they would consider themselves as a believer. And I think that in those, like, um, in those relationships that I have with people who don't believe in God and don't have a relationship with Jesus, like, it in those moments where I can see the light of God in their lives, I think it's like just even more encouraging that knowing that God can still shine through other people, 
even if they might not be aware of it and mm-hmm. might be completely oblivious to the fact that they're like wrecking my soul just in, like <laughs> this like thing that like is so small and like might mean nothing to them but means like the entire world to me i think it just it just shows how big god is and how loving yeah. god is because if we have this expectation that we can only receive and be loved and experience god through people who have a relationship with him I mean, then we're just missing out on so much love, so much great. Like, why would we ever limit ourselves to only being friends with other believers? Like, why would we only, why would we limit ourselves in our, the grace that we can receive? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, Jesus literally says, like, I didn't come down for the righteous. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't come down, like, for the people who were already saved. Like, he came down to save the people that couldn't save themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so this expectation that I think a lot of Christians have that, oh, I, like, I only surround myself with, like, good, strong believers. Then it's like, first of all, you're missing out on showing them the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And second, you're missing out on even seeing Jesus through what might, you know, like, their humanity and, like, the the beauty in their humanity. So... Yeah, Yeah, I think it's just so much bigger. I definitely agree with that. I have like a lot of friends who also um, won't consider themselves a believer or they haven't had that experience, but I still, I still like see God through them, like through their love, through their sacrificial love. Like they still carry like the characteristics that I need to push me to grow. And I think that that's like, that's kind of like, that's God for us. Like Mm -hmm. God's grace does not stop at the four walls of the church. God's grace passes the four walls of the church. So people who may not know Christ, they still experience God's grace. And here's why I believe that is because we experience God through other people. And by giving grace to someone else, that's like God working through us to give grace to someone because that's one of the hardest things to do. You can be hurt by someone so much and still give them that grace and that love. And I believe that's God. And I've seen that within my non-believer friends is when they're hurt, they still choose to give grace and choose to love. And so I just think that God's grace is not stopping at the four walls. God's grace oversteps that. Yeah. And non-believers experience it but maybe they don't necessarily know that it's God. And that's why I find it actually really beautiful is that God's love is still for them. God's love is for everyone. Yeah. And that's a perfect segue to (laughs) our second point, which is giving grace to others. So how have you guys, maybe, you know, if you want to share a story or something, but what, how have you guys experienced that? Like giving grace to somebody else or maybe, you know, the other end of it, you know, receiving grace from someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think giving grace to others is something that can be so easy because you can say you give grace, but it's truly about, it's truly deeper than that, than the words. And so I think for me, um, at least I gave grace to someone. But the thing that I guess I was really forming was grace within my heart towards them. 
So I knew it was, it's more of, it's not necessarily an immediate, I give grace, all is forgiven, but it's a process because we're human. I mean, we're not like Christ who really like forgives right away. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, giving grace to others is more of a process. And so I truly give grace to others, but it will take me time because grace for me is truly about trust and about love and things like that. And so for myself, at least I give grace, but it will take me quite a bit to build up what was there. And so, yeah, giving grace is something easy yet so difficult because it can be words or it can be an action, but it can also be a process for me. Yeah, I think it's understanding the grace that we've received from God is how we give grace to other people. And like, it's at least it's truest sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like that reaction of, I know like the things that I was forgiven for, like I know what Jesus was on the cross for me for. And so like, living out in that grace and allowing that grace that has become within me to then come out of me and my relationships. It's just like, it's forgiving people. It's like not allowing people's actions to define who I see them as. It's not like allowing like one fight to be this like end all be all like, Mm -hmm. obviously we need to like have respect for ourselves, have respect for other people, like, and not just, have this blind forgiveness like oh anything you do is like totally fine like i'm just going to move on from Mm -hmm. it but that forgiveness is still there and so if we are walking in walking in grace and giving grace to other people i think it's just allowing those relationships that for every other reason should be broken but we're still working to restore them yeah it's really good yeah i think that on the surface receive or giving grace to others it might seem like a much more simple task or thing that we should do like it seems more simple than receiving but I think when like diving deeper into that like when we receive grace from God it's a free gift and we don't have to do anything or say anything or be anything to receive that gift but when we think of people who have wronged us or hurt us or betrayed us I think it's very um it's difficult to give a free gift to somebody who's hurt us or and I think we see this all the time people live in unforgiveness and bitterness so I think that like giving grace takes that understanding and that living in the posture of receiving grace from God and living in that grace for for the relationship between you and God yeah and then furthering that into okay like if I'm able to receive and I have sucked you know I (laughs) mess up all the time but I still get to live in that and I should be able to also in turn give that with no expectations mm-hmm. um but that's a difficult thing to do it yeah. is yeah. But yeah it's tough i mean we're, we're human you know mm-hmm. 
but that's I think that there's a beauty to it as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, God is just so loving and so gracious to us. Um, and like like you guys mentioned, um, it's uh, something we may not think we deserve, but we just get it. I think for me, the hardest thing to receiving God's graces can be hard for me, like if I'm being honest, right? And I think it's because like thinking about giving myself grace is just a difficult task for some reason. You know, maybe it has to do with lies or, you know, my own interpretations of how who I am and whatnot. But um, it is just as important, I think, to give ourself grace as well. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when we receive it from God, we receive it from others. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you guys think is, is helpful to to giving ourselves grace in the midst of say mistakes that we made or stuff like that? Yeah, I think for me, in the ways that I've had to give myself grace, it's always like these like like two avenues that I feel like I walk down. It's understanding that just because I like messed up, just because I wronged someone or betrayed someone or made someone feel unloved doesn't like define my worth as a person. But at the same time, it's that continuous self-work of, okay, like I'm aware of what I've done and I'm aware that what I did was wrong and potentially like hateful or however you want to describe it. And in that awareness and in that grace and in the freedom of that grace that I give myself, I'm then able to walk forward in like self-discovery, self-awareness and growing as a person and not just sitting in that, in those actions or in that awareness of what I did, but it's saying, okay, like I understand where I'm at. And I give myself grace because I understand that I'm human. I'm going to mess up. Like, I'm not perfect. But it's not just, like, sitting in that moment of, oh, I'm imperfect, so, like, no one can blame me. No mm-hmm. one can do anything. Mm-hmm. But in the freedom that grace gives you, it's you're then able to move into, like, growth and into, yeah. like, changing who you are as a person to just become a more loving, a more forgiving, more gracious, like, person yeah Yeah. and it's interesting that like you mentioned that because it it made me think of how we I don't know maybe I shouldn't speak on so many people but like how I have even like in my walk with Jesus have developed a sort of perfectionist like mindset Mm -hmm. like I have to be this perfect Christian man you know like following him and all these things upholding all these things you know and obviously like I want to do that like don't get me wrong it's not like I feel like I'm like being like jeopardized when I don't do it or something or like that I feel like I have like this like it's not like a dictatorship type of thing you know but like I I know like it's it's good for me like it's it's good and I know God has his reasons and what he's telling me and whatnot but do you guys feel like you have ever experienced that sort of like perfectionist like I have to be like in this or I have to like exceed these expectations in order to receive God's grace totally definitely Yeah, and I think that's the part that I find difficult for giving myself grace. I kind of see it as like a dance with Jesus. Like we're going back and forth, like 
who's like back and forth basically like god like i can't give myself grace but he's like but you deserve it i'm like but i did this no my daughter you deserve it you deserve my grace and you deserve my love no matter what you did you're still beautifully and wonderfully made and i think um i find myself struggling with that like going back and forth with god and that perfectionist like image is in front of me and i'm like but i have to do this 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 but in reality i don't like i mean i do but i want to and that's my desire but if i mess up no matter what like god's love is not going to leave me and god's grace is not going to leave me like no matter what happens like i can go to christ i can receive his grace and love and that although like following christ and having like that lifestyle of that Christ lived is something that's really helpful for me and something that I find beneficial for me because I've noticed that when I'm really following Christ and when I'm like now I find myself really like thriving Mm -hmm. and healthy and both mentally and just in my friendships and in my relationships and yeah I think like that perfectionist image is still in my head, but I know that no matter what God's grace is there, it's not an excuse to like slip up, Mm -hmm. but it's something that I find comforting when I do slip up and I'm not perfect. I'm not this, I'm not this divine person. I'm human. And that's what I find beautiful is I'm human, but Mm -hmm. Christ still loves my imperfections and my slip ups. And he overlooks that and sees me for me and still has that love for me. Yeah. I'm reminded of that scripture, right. That we've been referencing or some of us, I don't, I can't remember who said it, but you know, that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. And it doesn't say that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. Like when we get to heaven or when we do this a B and C and D, like, we are beautiful and wonderful right now for all of who we are. Mm-hmm. And I was just reminded of like uh, when we went with Bill. I, for, I can't say his last name. I for, Zulki, Zulki, I believe. If we're butchering your name, Bill, we are very <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, but Bill Z. <laughs> okay. Z. Um, he said, you know, like, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, the, the Bible isn't this book that we go to to learn how to live but we go to so we know who to love mm-hmm. and so when I, I when i think about that it's like we're we're spending time with god in this world you know in community and by ourselves and whatnot and we're loving god more and more and i feel like it's it's it comes down to that first and foremost, that love relationship that we experience with God that I think has for me like really changed my perspective on what grace is. Like I don't have to live up to these unrealistic expectations. Like I'm going to make a mistake. I'm human. Like we are all human. But the reality of of our mistakes is not as grave as I think we sometimes believe it is or we have learned it to be. And so it's just so powerful, I think, to to finally receive a grace that is that is completely unconditional. 
there's no condition to what, what it, what it is. And, you know, for me, it's been a process of, of realizing that I need to strip down these conditions that I put on myself or that I have learned from, you know, other people who have loved me and whatnot and, and come to understand and accept and live in that unconditional love that God gives us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, I think that that freedom is what allows us to grow in a way that isn't like hypercritical of ourselves. And it's not this understanding of like, Oh, I messed up and I like did whatever. And like, now I have to like work so hard to like gain it all back. But it's like, we're like, we're still loved. And so we're able to like grow in freedom and like grow with like out this expectation of like becoming perfect. And this understanding of like, yes, I am imperfect, but like, I'm always growing. Like I'm always becoming a better person. I'm always attempting to become more like Jesus and becoming more gracious because of the grace that we've received ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the picture that like, I've just been thinking about through listening to your guys' stories is just like seeing a table um, and like, you know, receiving grace from God and giving, letting ourselves receive grace from other people and experiencing it for ourselves. It's letting ourselves sit at the table and then, you know, inviting other people to that table as well. Um, I think that's what grace really looks like, no matter what the person's life looks like. You know, Jesus, he invited the so-called quote-unquote sinners. He he sat with the prostitutes. He engaged with the Pharisees. Like, there is no divide between the sacred and the profane. Like, with him, we all get to sit. We all get to talk. And so wow. if we're, we're the image of God and we get to also give and receive grace, then, like, that divide that we so often live in or create excuse me um we should or we can we can take away that line that divide um and I think that's what you know grace looks like it looks like sitting at the table looking God straight in the eyes and not cowering away or looking away in shame but it's also you know, being able to invite other people to the table exactly where they are. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's really powerful. Yeah. Well, we wanted to say thank you guys for joining us in this conversation. Uh, We had a question, but I think just reflect on everything Julie just said, because I feel like (laughs) that just like perfectly summed up everything we were hoping for. So just like go back like two minutes, re-listen to that, (laughs) and then think. Um, But yeah, thank you. We hope that this conversation doesn't end here. It continues on in your guys' own lives. And we will see you next Friday. Thank you.